everybody, it's time for CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Week four already. I'm Andy McNamara. Live from the TSN 1050 studios in Toronto. You can get us on Twitter at AndyMC81. Make sure you watch along on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Live. Congratulations to at CRO009, the winner of our Domino's Pizza prize pack from last week. Today we'll be giving out a new era CFL Canada Day hat. So make sure you're following at AndyMC81. I'll let you know how. On Twitter and twitch.tv slash Live. Jump in the chat room. I'll tell you how to uh, go and win that. Also, I got uh, the pictures up. Just a beautiful hat. I got the, the maple leaf on it, the CFL logo underneath the hat. It's, it's great. Big show today from the Ottawa Red Blacks. One of the hottest young blood gunslingers in the Canadian Football League today. Dominique Davis, a dude who took over, was a big question mark from Trevor Harris. With the Ottawa Red Blacks, right? You knew what Trevor Harris was to a certain degree. He was established. Dominique Davis, 29 years old, never had a full starting job as the guy coming out of camp. What was he going to be? He had a questionable week one. The, the Red Blacks were victorious over Calgary, but it was ugly. And then the dude balls out and then gets to sit on it for a week. Well, they get back at it after the bye, hosting the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That will be one heck of a task. That will be very difficult with the Blue Bombers red hot. So we're going to talk with Dominique Davis in about uh, 25 minutes' time. Before that, we'll chat with Matt Cause, our buddy from Game Day on TSN Toronto, as well as on CFL.ca. Talk a little Argos, swing around big picture storylines, and then CFL Fantasy Tips, one of the more popular segments on the show, CFL Fantasy Tips from Ben Kramer of Daily Roto and CFL.ca. Make sure you are set for all the fantasy knowledge you need on CFL uh, Week 4. So, you know what? Let's get, to, let's get to three downs. Let's start it off. First down. All right, so we begin with first down. The Canada Day weekend finale was in Saskatchewan. That lengthy weather delay, right? And it looks, looks right now like two teams going in opposite directions so far in the young season. The Rough Riders seem to have a stud QB in Cody Fajardo, while the Toronto Argonauts still trying to figure it all out. Well, Rod Smith and the CFL on TSM panel take us through it. Cody Fajardo has already done that. Guys, you can see 
the energy. You can see the emotion on that team. They've got some swagger now. They're loving what's going on here in Ryderville. I can tell you, this is a team that you got to keep your eyes on because who knows? They could end up being Sea Biscuit here in the West. Okay. Nice, nice reference to my fantasy. <laughs> There you go, the CFL and TSN panel talking about the rise of the Rough Riders and the Argos still trying to figure it out. Let's go. Second down. All right, second down begins with why the appeal process on the Simone Lawrence headshot to Zach Caleros has been taking so long and then gets into the sale of the Montreal Alouette situation. That's with Rod Smith and huge friend of show, commissioner, as he was last week on the program, Randy Ambrosi, the commish. Well, I think, you know, the fact is it's a, it's a legal process and it takes time for both sides to get organized. I think we want to do it right. Um, it is what we collectively bargain. The process is, uh, you know, is, is actually being executed as we, as we prescribe it in the CBA. And we'll get to it. Look, I think in the end we want to do it right. We want to have a fair and just hearing and, and then have the arbitrator decide uh, what the outcome should be. How contentious has it made it after getting the CBA done with the plan? Association. Well, look, I think we've obviously had a moment or two, but, um, you know, for me, I woke up the next day and, and reminded myself that the future that we want to build is going to be done together. The future is going to be working with the players. The future is going to be getting the players to partner on making the game safer. So you have to, at some point, take a deep breath and remind yourself what's important. And for us, working with the players to build this great game of ours is the most important thing. Do you think defenders are gradually getting the message on, on uh, how much more serious uh, the league wants to be about protecting quarterbacks in vulnerable situations? Yeah, Rod, I think they are. I, I Look, I think the game is safe for now than it's ever been but it can be safer yet and so much of that responsibility rests with the players to make good decisions to to remind each other they have to look after each other so i think it's getting better we have a little bit more work to do but i feel good that we're on the right path the montreal alouettes uh taken over by the cfl from the wetnall family uh, bob wetnall the longtime owner so um how long the process is it going to be to find a new owner to get all that done about the timeline no I, I think what I the message I got from my governors and is that let's do it right we don't have to do it fast let's make sure that when we're done we've done all the due diligence we've checked all the boxes and that when we make the announcement and we will 
There you go. Commissioner Randy Ambrosi with Rod Smith addressing some of the issues. Now, of course, the commissioner was on with us last week leading into Canada Day, and I think, I think he's, he's a truthful man, and, and he was, certainly was speaking the truth when he was addressing me at the end of the interview uh, last week. Rod, do we have that? You are, you know, what, you're one of the many reasons that this is uh, one of the greatest countries on the planet. Yeah, that feels good. I like hearing that every once in a while. Thanks, Natasha, for playing that. <laughs> I think whenever I'm down, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play that. Randy Ambrosi saying I'm one of the greatest. <laughs> what makes the country great? Truth. Speaking the truth. Uh, okay, let's go. Let's go to third down. Let's go. <laughs> third down. Oh, I'm an idiot. All right, TSN's Jermaine Franklin joined Sports Center to discuss Stampeders quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell, of course, left with that shoulder injury and. If backup Nick Arbuckle, if need be for an extended stay, if he can handle the workload for Calgary. I think that it is a big deal, the fact that he took himself out of a game. We're talking about the same quarterback that played through most of 2017 with an elbow-slash-shoulder issue, and then again in 2018 he suffered a knee injury in the Labor Day Classic. He missed a single series and put himself back in and missed very little time. Bo Levi Mitchell has a very high pain threshold, so for him to take himself out of a game with under three minutes to go, and they still had a chance to win, you know that the injury that he suffered has to be a little bit serious. So if Mitchell is forced out of action, it looks like the backup is ready to hold down the fort. Nick Arbuckle was outstanding on Saturday, and for those who haven't seen much of him, is Arbuckle a guy that can handle the responsibility if needed? I truly believe he is, Mark, and that's only because John Huffnagel has been so good at having depth at every position, including the quarterback position. And Nick Arbuckle has proven that his work ethic is second to none. He's always one of the first in the office, always studying film, and he loves the gym. He's a gym rat. And like you said, the performance he had on Saturday night, 9 for 9, a couple of touchdowns leading the Stamps to their first win of the regular season, that doesn't come around every day. So I believe that Arbuckle has what it takes to stand in while Bo Levi Mitchell gets healthy however long that may take. Well, either way, some early season adversity for the defending champs. Jermaine, thanks for this. Now, Bo Levi Mitchell has been nothing short of dominant since taking over as the starter in Calgary back in 2014. Since then, he has led the Stamps to four great cups, winning two of them, and has twice won the Most Outstanding Player Award. Mitchell has also led the league in touchdown passes twice, and for his career has amassed the best winning percentage of any quarterback in CFL history. So we're waiting on news for Bo Levi Mitchell, that MRI, how much he will miss how much time uh as jermaine pointed out jermaine franklin from tsn extremely tough arbuckle came in nine for nine as we know much much difference to come in in relief and be hot compared to when a team can prep for you and when everything is on your shoulders sometimes some quarterbacks come and you see it in both leagues you don't have time to think you ball out and then when the pressure gets down to it and teams can prepare for you you don't quite perform nick arbuckle's been he's he's a workhorse so we'll see if the Calgary Stampeders need to call on him. We're going to call on Matthew Cause from CFL.ca, from TSN 1050, to swing around the league. And then we go behind the helmet with Dominique Davis, starting quarterback for the Ottawa Red Black CFL Fantasy Tips with Ben Kramer from Daily Roto after that. CFL Weekly continues along the TSN radio network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. 
Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Back and rolling on CFL Weekly. Here across the TSN Radio Network, live from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. I'm Andy McNamara. We are delivered by Domino's. Make sure you get yourself a large four-topping pizza for just $12.99. Get the cheesy bread as a side dish, the marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Check it out. Watch live on Twitch right now behind the scenes. I have some great conversation in the chat room and some, some questions lined up for my next guest from CFL.ca, from TSN 1050, Mr. Matthew Cos. Now, Matty, i got to ask the pizza question right off the top to you here, man. I go sure. with thin crust at Domino's with ham. I go baby spinach. And I go pepperoni. Your thoughts? Um, you were, I, I, I was with you until the baby spinach. This is a pizza. <laughs> it's not a salad. Let's not compromise. Um, <clears throat> love the thin crust. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to go mushrooms and, uh, and, and pepperoni. Um, if I'm going to throw something a little bit more fancy, you know, maybe I'm getting um, some sort of goat cheese or chicken. But you get me, uh, you give me the dominoes, you get me with the thin crust, pepperoni, and um, and uh, and mushroom, and I'm good. Boom, love it. Lo- now, now, yeah. Matt, we played before the break, and there's a little bit of pressure on you to outdo uh, one of our guests last week. I had Commissioner Randy Ambrosi on, and he I can't he, do better than Randy. Well, did, How dare you? Did did, did you hear the, the quote he left us on? This was the Canada Day special. Yeah. He said, and I don't know, can, can you play this, Natasha? You're, do you have it, do you have it you set know, up? What, you're one of the many reasons that this is uh, one of the greatest countries on the planet. Yeah, that was directed at me, so you're free to top what? that. What? <laughs> How can I top that? You want to... Wow. Is that not the greatest thing? <laughs> no, I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but when I see Randy, he says that to everyone. Like, no, no. He's, he's leaving the Outback Steakhouse and the person, the, you know, waitress, he says that to. You don't take you that know, away from me, Matthew Cos. The hostess. Is, he throws that around all over the place. <laughs> I thought I was, I was dying. I'm like, I don't care what, in what context I'm taking that forever. That is tremendous. Um, no. Matt, let's get, down to business. <laughs> let's get down to business here if we can. Uh, you were writing about on CFL.ca about the Toronto Argonauts. And we yeah. know, um, listen, early season, we can say that uh, for another few weeks. But the problem is you're getting outscored by, what, 75 combined points in the last two games. What the H is going on with the Toronto Argonauts? Yeah, and you know the crux of the article, and I realized afterwards I should have just written about Milt Stiegel and the uh, CFL, the TSN on CFL crew, and what they did because they had to kill about two hours of time with that weather <laughs> delay. Um, but really, you know, the focus was first on James Franklin, and it, of course, it's not totally fair because the Argonauts. Um, the defense is horrible. Missed tackles all over the place. The Kyron Moore 98-yard touchdown was just an absolute disaster. But you have to think about it. Mark Tressman, you know, he's good with quarterbacks. He didn't like James Franklin. He didn't think Franklin was a great quarterback. 
Maybe that should have been a bit more of a red flag. And then against Hamilton, he had his when he was on the when he was on the field, the team generated more punts than points. Seven <laughs> punts and six and six points in three quarters. And then it was just a bad decision making against Saskatchewan. And if you go back and look at the two interceptions and another ball where he just threw it up there where there was like three defensive backs surrounding SJ was SJ Green. He had great pass protection. You know, it's one thing when you throw a pick when, you know, you, uh, there's a jailbreak because the offensive line isn't doing their job and you throw one up there hoping for the best. But he had time to throw and just made bad decisions and was overthrowing, you know, Darrell Walker. And, you know, through the, the first two years, it doesn't look very good. And, you know, we had high expectations. Of him. You saw how good he was in, in Edmonton. Yeah. And now it, it makes you wonder. But, you know, then is who's going to come in? You know, do they have, you know, a young guy to develop, you know, or is it just sink or swim with him? And obviously the problems go beyond him, but everything starts with the quarterback and his play has been wildly disappointing. It really has. In conversation with Matthew Cause on Twitter at MCause56. Uh, got a question coming in here from Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Andy Mac live here. Shockfanatic underscore zero nine says, can you ask Matt, what has been? What is the bigger overreaction? Tie Cats three and zero start with some blowouts over bad teams, uh, or BC being winless despite having Mike Riley as Ooh. their quarterback? What's the bigger overreaction? I'm, okay, first off, that is a good question, right? Because yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go with the bigger overreaction. Or here's how I answer this: I don't think you can. Uh, you should overreact as much about Hamilton. I know that they played against bad competition. But remember last year, they outscored their opponents by a pretty sizable margin. They outgained their opponents by almost about 70, 80 yards per game. So it felt like last year, even though they had a losing season, that it was just some, it was, it was a lot of dumb mistakes, bad special teams that seemed to kill them last year. And we all knew there was a much better team within that organization and the one we saw last year we knew that things were gonna get better and they're one of the few teams that had very little upheaval in terms of roster you know so i think that we've got the makings of a brilliant thing going on in hamilton as for the bc lions um you know this is tough like when you see week after week with mike riley getting getting just beat up and knocked down and then losing with nick arbuckle coming in in the fourth quarter um, I, I think that is a legitimate issue. I, I mean, Mike Riley is a star, but, you know, the BC Lions haven't been great in the last bunch of years, so it goes beyond the quarterback, and you have to look at the other positions. Um, I expected a lot more from BC. So the team that I'm, I'm, I'm overreacting more about, it's the BC Lions, and they're 0-3 start. Having said that, they'll play the Argonauts. Maybe they'll win by 30, and then yeah, we'll <laughs> think differently. Right, exactly. And that, that was the thing kind of with BC. It looked like they were kind of on the cusp, and you were waiting for, for a quarterback play, and it never happened. And it was up, yeah. and Lule got it, you know, and it was just like, okay, you got Riley, done, let's go, and, and be, be on with it. But, Matt, I think, and early on, I brought up the first few weeks of the show, boy, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers stayed very much the same and consistent, and yeah. boy, they, there's lots of storylines with Trevor Harris, Edmonton, Mike Riley, Bo Levi going down Saskatchewan, but in the West... The Winnipeg Blue Bombers could be the whole class of that division right now. What do you think? It could be. And part of it is they just waited. You know, just safe or conservative organization, no big changes, same coach, same GM, same quarterback, same running back, um, a lot of the same defensive players. I know they lost uh, some guys in the secondary, uh, Taylor Loeffler being one of the big ones. 
But, you know, you saw Calgary lose so much on their defense and on their offensive line. You saw Edmonton lose Mike Riley, and I know they replaced with Trevor Harris. Um, you saw Saskatchewan lose their head coach and, and now lose Zach Valeros. And there's just Winnipeg just chugging along. And also, look at the last three years. You know, they've averaged over 10 wins a season. They yeah. got their first playoff win this year. Like, it felt like they were sort of ascending. They're just the non-sexy team that just, you know, seems to get it done. They just keep going. And you know what? That's yeah. fine. Hey, they, 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 I'm sure they're fine with not being talked about. That That's probably something they, they appreciate. Of and course. W- coaches love that. Coaches don't want to be, their team to be talked about. You know, football coaches are, you know, crazy control freaks. The last thing they want... It's funny. The last thing they want, they would rather hear criticism than praise. Right, because then the guys have to work hard, right? That's, yeah. that, that's oh, the whole yeah. thing. Uh, Matt, when we look at the Week 4 lineup, we begin Thursday on TSN, Hamilton into Montreal. By all accounts, that, well, uh, that, that should just, be... I, I'm oh. sorry. Let's just... Like, you know, yeah. I, it, it, it's going to be a blowout. I, God, I'd love to see what the spread is. Uh, but yeah, I think that one's going to be an absolute blowout for, uh, uh, for Hamilton. It's just, you know, Montreal... It's not even close. It's not even close. And the problem is just, it, it, I like their secondary. I like Cianti Evans. I like Tommy Campbell. But they've got issues all over the place defensively, and they still have no quarterback. Yeah, they don't. They have like eight of them, but they don't have any of them at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. outside of that one, I wanted to kind of isolate that one. The other three matchups are intriguing, and I think you can make an argument really for either way, especially with the Bo Levi situation in Calgary and Nick Arbuckle potentially going in. So we got Friday, uh, Blue Bombers into Ottawa. Dominic Davis, my guest, coming up next on Behind the Helmet for the Red Blacks, Ooh. lighting it up. BC nice. into Toronto, and Stamps facing off against Saskatchewan, who, uh, by the way, Matt, uh, Cody Fajardo? What, what, what the hell's happening there? Fajardo's, hey, he's had, man. He's had two good games now. You know, um, he's, had, he has, he's had two good games. He was you know, a gutty player trying to come back and beat Ottawa two weeks ago. And then, you know, just he looked good against Toronto. I know part of it, Toronto's not a great defense, but he's making all the throws. He's making smart throws. Like, you can see when he identifies. He, you know, he sees, okay, this receiver is going up single covered on this DB. I'm just going to throw it up there. And I know in a 50-50 ball that my guy's got a much better chance of coming down with it. And then other times with touch, um, he's been the biggest shock. And part of it also the last name. I mean, Fajardo. And it, right. doesn't all, it doesn't scream, you know, all-star. <laughs> no. You know, it screams, I'm the backup, I'm the short yardage fella. But, I mean, th- that one's been, uh, I think that one's been the biggest surprise, you know, uh, of all the quarterbacks. And, and also, I'm, I'm curious to see, you got Dominic Davis coming up. I mean, Ottawa's a team we all discounted, and for the rightful reasons, because of who they lost in free agency. But, you know, maybe we've got to give more credit just to that organization, just the infrastructure, where year after year, you know, they seem to do good things. Right, and last one for you here, Matt. Another one coming from uh, twitch.tv slash Live from Matt Flow Sports. We got a couple of guys from the U.S. The ESPN to the U.S., Matt, is a real thing. Like, we've had, oh, yeah. like, I got, like, people, like, catching the game of the weekend are jumping in with CFL questions from the U.S., which is awesome. So, he, Matt Flow Sports asks, should Calgary fans be more concerned about their QB situation or the repeated mistakes slash undisciplined play? I would say QB, because you can fix, you might be able to fix some discipline. You can't fix Bo Levi Mitchell and, and, and necessarily replace him, despite the history of the uh, Stampeders being able to do that. Yeah, no, no, no. To me, everything is just make sure the quarterback is healthy. Make sure that Bo Levi Mitchell is good because you're going to need him because the defense is not as good as what it was in years past. And, you know, this has been a disciplined team in the past. This is a good 
coaching staff and John, you know, Huffnagel. I mean, we talk about organizations, we talk about teams um, that just have a good infrastructure. It starts with Calgary. If we're talking about Edmonton, that's different. I mean, that team just, you know, they've had four penalties since we started this interview. Um, so for Calgary, <laughs> everything, everything goes with, uh, with Bo Levi Mitchell because, you know, they lost some receivers. They, they lost um, their, their starting center. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's up to Bo Levi Mitchell to make up for the deficiencies in talent at other positions, and it's up to him to do his job as you have younger players at a variety of positions who have got to learn on the job and get better, and hopefully by the end of the season they can develop into the next wave of All-Stars. Good stuff, Matt. Always appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. People can catch you here on TSN 1050 tomorrow, 1 to 4 for game day. And of course, all your great work, CFL.ca and on Twitter uh, at MCOS56. And of course, the, any, any wine takes or questions, send them Matt's way as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, a friend of mine just cooked this really spicy um, Indian lamb dish, and we had it with uh, Gewürztraminer. You want, the, you want <laughs> the spice, you want the power of the Gewürztraminer can uh, mix nicely with the lamb. I think that sounds like another CFL backup quarterback name. Here comes Jimmy Gertzaviener. Ooh, Gewürztraminer. That guy's good from Oregon State. <laughs> that guy is going to be a star. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Talk to you later. Take care, Andy. <laughs> Oh, it's true though. CFL sometimes the back of quarterbacks <laughs> names don't don't sound as classic as let's say they sound in uh, in other leagues. So anyway, we will go. This is a classic name, Dominique Davis, Dom from the Ottawa Red Blacks has had a week to sit on being the stud of the league. He's coming on strong. Red Blacks off the bye. I go behind the helmet with the starting quarterback of the Ottawa Red Blacks next on CFL Weekly. CFL Weekly, Canada-wide across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio on Twitter at AndyMC81. Jump in the chat room. Some great questions tonight on the Canadian Football League. Twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. Give us a follow there. Jump in the chat room. Also, folks, make sure you check out my guys at UrbanBarrel.ca. This stuff, Jeff Roberts, they have, it's out of Ottawa, and it's, it's fitting because we had Dominic Davis coming up in a moment from the Ottawa Red Blacks starting quarterback. So we got UrbanBarrel.ca. What this is, it's, a, it's something you can have in the living room to look at. It's something you can use to distill your own customized cocktails. I got an old-fashioned going in here. It's a hobby. It is sensational. Check it out, UrbanBarrel.ca. It's a great groomsman gift, great gift for yourself, birthday, whatever. They have laser engraving into the wood, real oak barrels. And there's the whole process. They have recipes on the website. It is, it, it's fascinating because I have one with the, the McNamara family crest on it. And you, you're able to customize it. You're able to make stuff out of whatever liqueur you want, right? You're able to have it as your own. Make it your own. Have it beside you. And different sizes. Just check it out. UrbanBarrel.ca. If you use promo code ANDYTSN, you'll save 15%. So worth checking out. Very, very cool product and line there. Uh, UrbanBarrel.ca. Let's get to behind the helmet on the Domino's Pizza delivery line from the Ottawa Red Blacks quarterback. Dominique Davis. Now, Dominique, you're coming off of the bye week. The Ottawa Red Blacks, you got them at 2-0. Let's just talk quickly about the start of this season before we get to know you as a guy rather than just the quarterback. Because week one, and you tweeted it out. Hey, you know what? Sometimes wins are ugly. You get the job done. But then the next week, the next week, you go 354 yards, 30-39, three touchdowns, 
zero picks. How has that been from the start of uh, the year, as short a season as it's been, from week one to week two, and then being able to to sit back and enjoy that for a little bit longer in a, in a bye week? Uh, I'm I'm just doing the best I can to execute the plays, coach calls, and uh, yeah, the first game is not the way we wanted to go, but we came out with the W. So I mean, a win is a win. So yeah. uh, the next week we just you know just clamp down and. Uh, was more focused and dialed in a lot. And, uh, yeah, we was facing different coverages uh, that week. So a lot of stuff that, that we was calling was was, was, was working against first uh, ask. And, and to take this whole week off, uh, you know, to refresh our minds and and uh, get ready for this long season ahead, yeah, we're excited. And uh, we're just going to keep working and plugging away. So what did you do in the bye week? Did you go anywhere? Did you just stay local? What what did you get up to? After being in camp for a month and <laughs> uh, getting in the season, I didn't. I did absolutely nothing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I just sat back and uh, got treatment while I was here. I stayed I stayed here in Ottawa the, the whole time, and uh, yeah, I just stayed in the house and watched movies all week. So what does Dominique Davis like to watch? What type of movies are you are you going Netflix? Are you new movie guy? Are you old old classics? What do you like? I'm I'm all over the place. I'm I'm when it comes to movies, I've I've seen I've seen a lot of movies, but it depends on the mood of the day. Right. But I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a action uh I like action and I and I love sports movies. Remember the Titans, oh, Friday Night man. Lights. I can even go all the way back to the program back back in the day. I, I love them all. The Waterboy, I, I love them all. <laughs> just just watch those. Now on on Netflix TV shows, have you binge watched anything lately? Is there something you you want to get to as far as kind of TV shows or series? I'm waiting for Stranger Things to come out. Oh, I've yeah. been waiting for that the past year, yeah. so I'm 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 counting down the days, marking <laughs> down on my calendar. <laughs> In conversation with Otto Redblock, starting quarterback Dominique Davis, uh, coming off of that big win and getting ready to take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So, uh, Dominique, when you've been around the CFL for a while, and if people go to your stats page, it shows you began 2015. With the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and you've you've been been biding your time. You've been waiting. You've been working. You've been grinding it out. Tell us a little bit about the difference where you are coming into the year as the guy, as the starter, not so, not you know waiting for your chance for something to an opportunity to get in, but as the guy. How different is that from past years in camp where you were fighting for a, a backup position and and then just waiting? Well, it, it really my CFL career really started in Calgary. Mm. So I was there. For, I was there for camp and uh, competing to be uh, a number two or number three. Um, it, it didn't work out, but uh, I used. I, I still learned a lot, even though the you know a few weeks I was there, I learned a lot from Bo Levi and Drew Tate, and uh, uh, going to Winnipeg. You know, sitting back behind Matt Nichols, the way he operates. <clears throat> I got to watch some great football and I got to watch, you know, some great guys, you know, operate week in and week out, even with Trevor Harris being here last year, uh, just watching the way he prepares. I feel like, you know, you know, everybody has a different role to how they get to, you know, where they want to be. And I'm just blessed. I was behind those three guys to, to see what it takes to be a starting quarterback. So coming into this year, uh, it still wasn't guaranteed. I had to compete to be the starter, sure. but 
uh, I knew if I won the job, you know, things would be different. But I, I just take, you know, the stuff I learned from the guys before me and implement it to my game. Well, and to play in front of that Ottawa crowd, for those who haven't been to a game, a Red Blacks game, the crowd is crazy. They're in the, the, the plaid, the, the, just the atmosphere around because there's so much to do in the area, right? So how does it feel when you're at home now, you're in there, and the, you'll listen, especially after that last name, people chanting your name, man. Like with that rabid fan base, with that atmosphere, how cool is that? I, to be honest, I don't. I don't think you know our fans uh, were 100 percent all in. I'm not saying that's a a bad thing because you know you know we lost we let so many guys sure so many guys walk. So as a fan, I, I would feel some type of way too because you going into the season not knowing you know the guys behind those guys what they're going to do. So uh, us having you know that game you know a couple weeks ago. I think it really set a platform to what we can be. We still got a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. but uh, I really feel like the fans are going to rally behind us, and they got to see, you know, a glimpse of, you know, how good we can be. Well, yeah, listen, it's it's a prove it sport, right? And you had to prove it, and that makes it that, that that's got to make it that much sweeter because, as you said, they didn't necessarily know a lot about you or or what you could do or this whole team not just you and then to do that and have it prove like look okay now now it's okay let's let's get pumped up in this east division that's got to be pretty sweet for you so that's that's a lot of fun as you get ready to take on the winnipeg blue bombers friday at 7 30 p.m on tsn okay dominic you're from florida right you're born in uh, in in the state of florida so i got some some florida state trivia for you to see how well you know your home state are you ready we're going to do a little rapid fire here Okay, all right. All right, okay, let's do What is the official flower of Florida? It's the blossom, orange blossom. Boom, boom, right off the bat, nailed it, yes. What's the official, uh, you know what, I was going to say wildflower, that one's, that's a little weird. We're going to go animal. What's the official animal? Uh, you're stumping me on that one. Is it the, uh, I want to say it's the panther. You got it, the Florida panther, yes. Okay, okay. Dominic Davis, two for two. Jeez. Okay. Uh, what's what's the, uh, the the bird? The official state bird for Florida. Man, you you you're killing me. Is it is it is it the bald eagle? No. You know what? It is ah. the northern the northern mockingbird. I wouldn't okay, have got see, that. that, that that's the one I really didn't know. <laughs> but you got me on that one. I would not. And you know what? We're gonna we're gonna end on an easy one for you. What is the official state reptile? Oh, it's a gator. Gator, baby. Yes, you got it, man. Love it. Hey, that, that, that's three for four. That's pretty good. That's that's. Uh, you know what? Your completion percentage was higher than that in the last game, so you're you're doing well. That's good. Uh, <laughs> 76.9% in the last win. Uh, Dominic, just so people can get to know you a little bit better here, um, what type of music are you listening to when you're, you're getting ramped up, you're getting pumped up for the game? Is there a go-to song? Is there a type of music? What do you like? Well, I, I start off my day when I first wake up. I start off my day listening to uh, R&B, old school R&B, like back okay. in the 70s. Oh. In 80s. I like Earth, Wind, and Fire. There you go. And uh, Marvin Gaye and all those type guys. Then I, I'll, uh, I'll listen to my, uh, like my slow jams. I listen to my slow jams during the day. Okay. And then once we get closer to game day, especially when I get to the stadium, I start to ramp it up a little bit. I started listening to my uh young Jeezy, I listen to Rick Ross, a lot a lot more hip hop. And uh once once before the game, before we run out, I try to listen I still listen to hip hop but not anything, you know, too 
too too amped up. Too I amped listen up. to stuff like uh Kendrick Lamar, stuff like that. That's 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 you know, it's almost like soul food. Right, it's a little more mellow. Music. So I, I listen to that stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, I try, I try not to. I'm an Eden guy, so I try not to go out there, you know, all amped up. So I try to, you know, listen to stuff that keeps me cool Just at, at, back at certain points. I, I like it. I like it. And, uh, Dominic, let's finish on this. What was, when you were growing up, your favorite football team to watch? Who did you root for? And who was your favorite player? Man, uh, I saw off with my favorite player was Deion Sanders. Yes. But my, my favorite football team, when, when I was nine years old, my uh, I'm the youngest of four boys. So when I was nine years old, my uh, one of my older brothers got drafted to the NFL. Oh. And he played in the NFL for 12 years. Nice. So basically, whatever team he was on, team I was rooting for. So I was a Denver Broncos fan for three years, a Miami Dolphins fan for one year, and a, a Chicago Bears fan for eight years. But once he retired, I just went back to my home team. Now I'm a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. Tampa Bay, hey, they're, they're going to look pretty good this year, I think. You got Bruce Arians down there. Oh, oh, yeah. There. Got, got, a, got a new coach. Got some. Got a coach in there that can help Jameis uh, turn things around. I like it. Should, it should be, should, be, should be a turnaround. Uh, Dominic, this has been a blast getting to know you, man. Good luck the rest of the year. I think there's going to be some great things for the Red Blacks this season. Thanks so much. There he is, Dominique Davis of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Behind the helmet, getting to know him a little bit better, and we'll see after a week off how he and that Red Blacks team look at home when the Winnipeg Blue Bombers come to town. That one is Friday at 7.30 Eastern here on TSN on the TV side and uh, on the TV side all weekend, starting Thursday and going all the way through to Saturday. We're going to step aside after the break. CFL Fantasy Tip Time. You need help with your DraftKings team, with your TSN.ca team. I got you, folks. Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca with some CFL Fantasy Tips next on CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Back to wrap up another edition, the week four edition of CFL Weekly across Canada on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. Get us on Twitter at AndyMC81. Give us a follow there. Watch behind the scenes on Twitch, twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. Jump in the chat room. Some great CFL questions today for Matt, for myself, uh, for Matt Cause earlier. Thanks to him and Dominique Davis for, for stopping by. But now we got to get to CFL Fantasy Talk. It's week four. We're ironing out the kinks. We're finding out who's overhyped, who some sleepers are, right? And getting getting into the flow of the season. So let's get to the Domino's Pizza delivery line. Don't forget, folks, a large four-topping pizza, just $12.99. The marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Side dishes, underrated side dishes at Domino's. Boneless chicken, phenomenal. Cheesy bread, spectacular. Get Check out all the great delivery and carryout deals at Domino's.ca. Let's get to Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca. Ben, how are you, buddy? Doing great, Andy. Good talking to you. Absolutely, my friend. Let's get down to it. And my guest just before you was Dominique Davis behind the helmet, starting QB 
of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Let's begin like we usually do at QB. We look at Mike Riley, top of the food chain again. Yeah, the BC Lions, you know, we're, we're, we're not necessarily buying in. What are you thinking of Dominique Davis this week against a much tougher test in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at home in Ottawa? Um, the TSN salary is at uh, just over 8000 uh, What's he at at the, at the DraftKings level, and, and are you buying in? It's pretty close to the same. It's about 9000 on there. For me, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole this week. Between the inconsistency from touchdowns and interceptions, and most of all, the matchup with Winnipeg. Winnipeg's only given up one touchdown so far this season. Wow. Total. One in the air and none on the ground so far. That's not something that I'm interested in taking my chances with until they show a little bit more weakness, especially with some of the other options that have just amazing matchups this week that have shown a lot of consistency throwing the ball through the air already this season that are a whole lot more juicy to pick on for fantasy purposes than Ottawa versus Winnipeg at this point. Okay, well, let's look at then the other hot, kind of young blood uh, new gun in the league, Cody Fajardo, as far as starters go along. Fajardo, another guy who's benefited from, let's face it, right, some weaker matchups, but you still have to take advantage. Fajardo has been phenomenal. I, I don't know, uh, a nickname, Air, Air Fajardo, we have to come up with something for him. But it's, uh, he's taken on, uh, again, a, a team maybe not at the same level as the championship club last year, but still formidable in the Calgary uh, Stampeders at home. Are you buying in on Cody Fajardo. A little bit cheaper than Dominique, but a kind of the same storyline a little bit. Yeah, he's the interesting cheaper option at quarterback along with Davis. Fajardo's only $77.93 on CFL TSN Fantasy and he's still only 8700 on DraftKings. So he comes in a little bit cheaper than Davis across the board. And Calgary's been a lot scarier matchup for most of the last decade. Uh, they've lost a lot of people though and maybe even more to injuries this coming week. They're still not giving a lot up on their rates as far as passing yards per play or passing touchdowns per play. But they're allowing 72 plays a game to opposing offenses which is the most in the league so far this season by almost 10 plays over teams like Montreal or Toronto, which would be the ones you'd usually think to pick on. So Fajardo looks to have the opportunity to throw up a whole lot more balls again, and we'll have to see what he manages to make of them. But again, at the cheap price tag that he comes in at, he's certainly going to be one of the more used options this week in fantasy. The other two that you can look at are the ones in the two most obvious fantasy matchups. You can go back to the well with Mazzoli versus Montreal that certainly panned out well for pretty much everybody in week three. And the other one's going to be Mike Riley BC versus Toronto. Toronto's just been lit up on defense across the year. They were the worst defense in the league last year, and they don't look any better this year. If anything, they might look a little bit worse. Their rates have gone all the way up to 12 yards per pass attempt against that defense and a passing touchdown almost once every 10 plays. So the opportunity for Riley and that passing game is certainly going to be there this week, and they're going to be a matchup that people want to pick up on every week until Toronto shows they have some semblance of ability to defend the pass. In conversation with Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca, talking CFL fantasy, he's on Twitter, at Benjamin. Now, you, you retweeted from at Slotback Labs uh, a couple hours ago, Ben. Interesting, and we seem to, for bad teams, you, you tend to overlook most options because they're not very good. But what we have to remember from a fantasy perspective, there's garbage time points, right? There's, there's players you can go on. What surprised me was that B.J. Cunningham of the Montreal Alouettes, despite of how terrible the Owls are overall, B.J. Cunningham could be an interesting fantasy option. How are you feeling about him this week against Hamilton? 
You know what? He's somebody who you'll have an opportunity to play, but he's still priced up a fair bit above where I'd be comfortable looking at bad teams with low implied team totals. Montreal's team total is still only going to be around 20 points this week, even at home on the back half of the home-and-home series. He's 5,900 on TSN Fantasy, and he's up to 7,300 on DraftKings. Quite often, these sites take into account what some of these background metrics look like when they're developing prices. And yeah, Cunningham gets an awful lot of targets when Vernon Adams is under center for Montreal. So yeah, if you take a look at slotbacklabs.com, my friend Matt Swanson curates that site, and they have a whole lot of awesome stats and metrics for fantasy players over there that give you a little bit more of the behind the scenes look. So for Cunningham, he was looking for the weighted opportunity ratio, basically what he is turning his opportunities into, and he's right near the top of the league so far. The difference for him is going to be how many opportunities he manages to get for that bad Montreal offense this week against Hamilton again. Now, you mentioned the BC-Toronto team, and yeah, until the Argos prove they can do anything on either side of the ball, you're going to keep betting against them. Uh, running back, I'm looking at John White here on the TSN-CFL game, 5800 bucks. Uh, that seems like it could be a feast for him. Is, is that a running back option you're looking at uh, for your fantasy team this week in, in DraftKings and on the TSN-CFL game? Anytime that a running back is that cheap, they're going to be interesting to some extent. I think the interesting part most of all is going to be how many people buy into his one week of production versus the two weeks that were just an absolute train wreck. Right. He was low single digits and fantasy points for his first two games of the year. And then this last week, he caught nine passes and had 100 yards total, and he came out with 35, 36 fantasy points, right? But he was only about 1% owned in DraftKings contests. I haven't taken a look at the TSN numbers, but I can't imagine it with a whole lot more. So the issue is going to be that, yeah, it's a great matchup, and yep, the price is low. It's going to be a matter of volume and what the timeshare looks like with Rutley. I think it was about a 90-10 split this last week still, but Rutley got in there for a number of plays late in the fourth quarter, so we'll have to see where they go with things. My guess is that his numbers come down a little bit more normal normalized and he probably gets his 10 or 11 carries and maybe four or five targets in the passing game which still could produce great value at the 5800 that he is on tsn or the 6300 that he is on DraftKings. it's just going to be a matter of people have to be prepared that those numbers could go down again quite a bit to where they were the first couple of weeks and ben let's finish on this if you're in and, and run into it with on the dfs side Every week, uh, potentially, on whether it's DraftKings or on the TSN game, where you got your stars and you're down and you need a couple of value guys. Maybe whether it's a, you want to call a sleeper or a value play. Can you give me a wide receiver and a flex sleeper or value play who you think might be able to have a good week with their particular matchup? Uh, who, who might be a couple options to slide in? Yeah, we'll have to see what comes out of it. My projections are still in the process right now with the short turnaround, but I think on DraftKings you can look at some of the cheap receivers that are out there. Katie Cannon is still only 3500 and he should get some looks in that high-volume opportunity that they're looking at versus Calgary this week. And then you can look at some of those cheap Hamilton receivers that didn't turn into much last week, whether it was Acklin or Tucker, that are still well below 5K on DraftKings, that could certainly see an uptick to double-digit fantasy points this week in another matchup versus Montreal. On TSA, fantasy, you're going to have most of the usual suspects in that $2,500 price range. Lucky Whitehead is still only 3500 and he's a tough guy to ignore at that price range with the opportunities that he's going to get and the big play potential that he has. He could still put up low single digits or a zero for you with how much Winnipeg passes, 
but certainly he looked that he could produce a big upside like he did this last week when he got a dozen targets and had the opportunity to make things happen with the ball quickly in his hand as opposed to just downfield looks. And uh, you know what? we got time for one more. Jerron Carter, this is somebody we, we know... Listen, the, the the talent is it's tantalizing. We know the one-handed reverse behind twist catch that he's famous for, um, and we've seen the production is is starting to to pick up. Right, he's got seven, six, and six as far as catches goes. No touchdowns as of yet. And as Mike Riley gets comfortable in that that offense, and we'll have to see the offensive line. Is Jerron Carter somebody you look at maybe taking a flyer just under four thousand bucks, or is he still more of a wait and see? He's still in that range like Lucky Whitehead, that you've got it well below 4K for the pricing on TSN Fantasy, which makes them an easy fit at the end of a lineup once you've put in most of the players that really like for the week. Especially in the matchup versus Toronto, you'll want to pick on those BC receivers as much as you can to fit them into your lineup this week, because at least one, probably two of them are going to have a massive game versus a secondary that just hasn't shown any ability to defend the pass. So on CFL Tannacy, certainly Durant's an option. On DraftKings, he's a little bit shaky year because he's still $7,300 priced mm. up there with some pretty consistent performers. But in that matchup, I think it'd be pretty easy to see him being in the mid to high 20s percent owned in most contests, just because people will want to pick on that Toronto matchup. My favorite from that BC receiving core is still Lamar Durant, who comes in significantly lower in price on both sites and has the same upside, if not more, to Carter. I like it, Ben. Great stuff. And we're going to put out again on DraftKings.com our custom CFL Weekly, our private league. We're going to put out the link on Twitter, at Benjamin, and I'll retweet it, at AndyMCD1, our DraftKings contest. We'll open up a, a second one like the last few weeks, if, if need be, if it fills up. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. And then on TSN.ca, the CFL game, we also have our CFL Weekly League. So we'll pop that out there. Uh, ben, great stuff as always, man. Thank you. Yeah, great talking with you, Andy. Have a good one. You too. There he is, Ben Kramer on Twitter, at Benjamin. Make sure you check out all his great CFL fantasy tips on CFL.ca and at Daily Roto. There you go, folks. That'll do it for Tashi, for Arad. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.